You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are still in the throes of a very kind of mundane part of the offseason for Michigan football. And there's nothing Michigan basketball to discuss. Lockdown Wolverines podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. I am your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverines Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. We're going to do three things today, and I think that'll hopefully sustain us. Because <laughs> as I sit there and think about it, I'm like, can I talk about these things for the, that long? And not not to not to necessarily get all meta on you, but that's kind of where it is. Because it, it's hard to really tell. It's hard to really tell what's uh what is seriously uh talk worthy. So really no groundbreaking news. We'll do kind of like a hodgepodge of things. I think uh, to to start things out, we're gonna uh that's gonna include just a couple recruiting things since tomorrow is National Signing Day, uh, and then uh, we'll get into uh, some odds, some futures. Uh, thanks, courtesy of our uh, partner FanDuel, and uh, I had a third thing planned. And I can't remember what it is. Oh yeah, kind of the the month that was because it was an eventful month. It's it's weird how many days it's been where it's like, ah, there's really not a lot to talk about considering how eventful of a month it was. So let's get to the hodgepodge. Uh, as I said, we got National Signing Day tomorrow. Used to be a huge event. Not, not so much anymore. Really, Michigan is focused on three guys, to my knowledge. That's Nicholas Harbor, uh, Cameron Brandt, Jamel Howard. I am gonna look up. Uh, I'm gonna look up one here. We're just, we're just gonna we're gonna make sure that what I'm talking about is up to date because things can change on a dime here. But uh, those would be the ones that Michigan's waiting on. Uh, from the various reports I've seen out there, Nicholas Harbor does not look like it's a good news situation probably for Michigan, which is disappointing considering. Again, Michigan led for the bulk of his recruitment, even though the crystal ball hasn't necessarily reflected that, right? He's He still has 100% crystal ball indicating South Carolina is the choice. Seems like it's probably South Carolina or Oregon. Then you've got some out there saying, hey, it could be, uh, it, it could be uh, Maryland. No one's really saying anything about Michigan, but just it seems like things kind of changed for Nicholas Harbor because, well, before it was like he is not concerned about NIL at all. It does seem like he is extremely concerned about NIL. Michigan hasn't yet announced its uh, partnership with the three-letter agency, uh, of which I, I know which one it is. It's well, Let me just put it this way. It's one of the big three in terms of at least overall talent agencies. Um, but that I've, I, I, I would imagine that they probably slipped like, Hey, we're, we're going to do this. And it still hasn't made much of a difference, but he is, uh, he is making his commitment on ESPN uh, tomorrow on Wednesday. And it's right now not seeming 
like it's probably going to go Michigan's way, which is really disappointing. But he's a man kind of without a position. He, you know, doesn't want to bulk up. He really kind of looks more like he should be an edge prospect, but probably is going to be a tight end due to his track. Um, just because he's already, he's 6'5", 225. I mean, I think he's not really a, like a great route runner, so it's not like he could necessarily be Calvin Johnson, but maybe he could. I don't know. Uh, then you got Cameron Brandt, who seems like he's probably coming to Michigan. Still committed to Stanford at the moment, but his crystal ball now firmly points towards Michigan 80%. Uh, he is a four-star defensive lineman, according to 24-7 Sports Proprietary Rankings, a three-star in the composite. So, I mean, that would be a really good get for Michigan. I mean, they've got, already got a couple of defensive linemen. they got Brooks Barr. They've got uh, uh name is escaping me, so I'm going to have to look it up because you all know how well... My memory works if you watch this show frequently. Roderick Pierce, Trey Pierce, he's the other one I was thinking of. Um, so that would be a good get, especially because they really need to continue to get really good defensive tackles inbounds. So that one feels like that one's pretty pretty good. He hails from Chatsworth, California, uh, which is down in Southern California. Um, so that, that'll be interesting. He's already 6'4", 260. Um, especially with some of the, the projects and stuff that they've lost on top of Mozzie Smith. I think that, you know, George Rooks being gone, uh, Julius Welskoff being gone. Uh, I think that that would be uh, big to, to get in a guy that has that kind of uh, caliber being a four star. And then the last one that I want to mention is Jamel Howard, who I don't know that he is deciding tomorrow. The three star who was formerly committed to Wisconsin. He still got crystal balls for him between Wisconsin and Michigan. LSU and Miami are some of the schools who have entered the fray. These, um, so it doesn't necessarily feel like he's going to make his decision tomorrow. Um, we'll, we'll see, I guess. Uh, he did get a crystal ball prediction from Steve Wiltfong to go back to Wisconsin. So maybe he, he stays there. But it, again, it was a guy that seemed like he was going to be Michigan's to lose. And looks like maybe they lost him. So kind of whimpering down the stretch, uh, which is disappointing consent, kind of considering the quality of the class is not what you would hope, given what Michigan's been able to do. So they need to figure it out. So that's our recruiting aspect. Uh, the, the good news that came today is we can officially, truly move on from the Jim Harbaugh Denver Broncos saga because they have hired Sean Payton. And I, I mean, if you've been watching or listening to this show, granted, I haven't come at you with any inside info or anything like that when it comes to this. Not like I did uh, two years ago when I was able to say pretty confidently that Harbaugh was not going anywhere. Last year, I didn't have any inside info and I brought to you what the, the people who did had to say. Uh, but uh, I could have told you that he wasn't going to go there for, you know, the the bulk of this uh this series here yet it as it's long been it was the nfl people who wanted to insist hey he he might go to denver he hasn't signed with michigan well we know why he hasn't signed with michigan they're waiting for his ncaa uh <laughs> for that they're whatever they're gonna do and that whole thing to be resolved but hey he hasn't signed that must mean he wants to go to denver nope it it's i mean it's a testament to how much it seems that Denver wanted him considering 
it, all of these NFL guys are sitting there talking about Jim Harbaugh still, right? Whereas like last year, it was he did no one even really truly wanted him. Oh, that poor dude. He didn't even really whatever. So now, at least he's in a situation where it's like, yeah, he was really wanted by Denver. That's very clear that he was wanted by Denver. You know, he put a spin on it after the Minnesota Vikings thing last year and no one was buying it. Whereas this time around, uh, you know, he, he said no. Denver's like, well, we're coming out there. He said no. And then suddenly you've got Ian Rappaport on the Pat Mac- McAfee show and you've got all these Denver writers being like, oh, maybe, you know, it's not done. You know, Oakland's still in play, proverbially speaking. And finally, they've moved on and got uh, Sean Payton. So that's good for them in pretty much every facet. Um, I do like the whole, if Jim Jim Harbaugh is going to go to the NFL, Denver would be the, okay. That's every choice, right? That's why the joke has long been like, he's always wanted to coach at Jacksonville. He's just always wanted to be uh, Arizona Cardinals. (laughs) He's just, that's just really been, you know, he's been there before. He was there for the Fiesta Bowl. Why do you think he was there? So at least we can finally put that to rest. That's the good news. Uh, meanwhile, I don't really have anything from the Senior Bowl, but we got three guys that who are in the Senior Bowl. So uh, good luck to them. They start out their journey. I'm sure we'll talk about that as the week goes on. Uh, but I think that's uh, that's the bulk of our our news. The only other thing is is one recruiting point, and that's Jacob Oden, who's uh, making his commitment between Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State. Tennessee and Iowa uh, on Thursday at 6 p.m. I hope he makes it on time because I have a movie at 7. So, uh, but he would be the one that I would say if Michigan doesn't get him, they really messed up because I don't have a crystal ball anymore, but I can tell you just from conversations I had two years ago, I would have very comfortably predicted him to come to Michigan. His dad being a Michigan alum, being part of it, Rod Oden, the head coach of Harper Woods, where he plays. My conversations with Jacob Oden, uh, which was even before he was offered. Uh, but uh, four-star safety from Harper Woods. I, I think that Michigan is certainly going to be celebrating that day on Thursday. And at least 2024 is out to a, to a good start here, right? Because uh, I, they've got, what, five commits and three of them are five or four stars, rather? Let's, uh, let's take a little quick gander. Just to to be sure. So yeah, they got well. Actually, technically now they got uh, they're all four stars except for the uh, the uh, international commitment, Manuel Beagle, uh, who is uh, getting his start in the U.S. this year at uh, Choate Rosemary Hall, uh, which is a familiar high school. But because uh, Ted Hammond got his fifth, his fourth star, so. Right now, granted, they're all outside of the top 100 in the composite, according to 24-7 Sports, but uh, right now they've got five commits and four of the five are four-stars. So that's a heck of a lot better than what we've even seen in 2023, where they had, well, four four-stars, all kind of ranked around the same spot. So at least it's a, it's a better start, and hopefully Michigan can... I, I am 100% fine with the type of scenarios like where they're getting some lower rated guys in a class like 2018. Cause obviously as long as they develop, then that's fine. 
you can have a down class. You just have to be able to surround it with up classes. I, I am one of the first people that says, you know what? I don't really care that much where a guy is, is rated as long as they're making good evaluations, but it is a decent predictor of success. It's not foolproof. We've seen Jim Harbaugh has been better with four, three and four stars and he has been five stars. But at the same time, you, you would like to see what they can, what he can do with maybe, you know, a couple five stars in the class. But right now, according to Joel Klatt, not, not a lot of, uh, not a lot of uh, five stars. There's only one five star in the 2023 class in the Big Ten. So, and that belongs to uh, Brandon Innes, the wide receiver from Ohio State. So, it's not exactly a uh, a situation where it's like, well, Ohio State brought in 18 five stars like they did a couple years ago. So, Michigan's in an, an okay position. All right. Let's move on and discuss some fan duel stuff. Before we do that, let's actually, you know what? This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. The FanDuel Sports app, sports book app rather, is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports book, partner of the NFL. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so uh, I, I took a little quick gander at some sports betting futures through the FanDuel app, which I'm going to pull out here on my trusty telephone uh, here. So uh, the, the first one that I wanted to, to take a look at was the uh, the futures for the championship this next year. And I think Michigan's in an okay place. I mean, it's a lot better than they, we've seen in the last couple of years, of course. And now they are ranked fourth if you were to rank them uh in the uh the the championship odds uh ahead of them is georgia at plus 250 alabama at plus 450 ohio state at plus 700 which i get ohio state is still going to kind of get that i mean they were in the playoff despite the blowout loss to michigan at home um but uh, and then there's Michigan at plus 1200 michigan i think is in a prime spot though obviously given the personnel now, Georgia, you know, we, we, we got to see a little bit of the guy who's going to be likely taking over for Stetson Bennett in the national championship game. 
Alabama, we've seen a little bit of uh, their the backup who's supposed to take over uh, there in the uh, kind of midseason. I remember listening to that game against Texas A&M on a drive back from, I believe it was Indiana. Uh, Ohio State, we've seen Drew McCord or uh, Kyle McCord, whatever his name is, McCord. <laughs> and I, I swear, my memory is just, it, you would not believe how good my memory used to be. If you were like one of my friends in high school, <laughs> they, you'd be shocked at how I can't remember anything now because I remembered everything before. But Michigan returns so much, right? It, they return you know, JJ McCarthy. They return Blake Corum. They return Donovan Edwards. Three fifths of their offensive line. Uh, you know, Colston Loveland. Uh, obviously, they did lose Luke Schoonmaker. Pretty much all of the receivers except for Ronnie Bell. Uh, as far as the actual production is concerned, it, so it's a good it's a good situation for for Michigan, kind of compared to some of these other schools that lost a bit more. Usually, usually when you see a school uh, have so many returning starters, that's usually when they take that step forward. Michigan's kind of been playing above its uh, its class in some ways and it, uh, its weight class, because generally you do see. Uh, it, it's when, when a school is maybe, uh, not as laden with talent with five stars, uh, the way that the first three that I just mentioned are, you see them really come on when their quarterback is a senior junior or senior, and, uh, it has a year of starting under their belt and you see, uh, and you see the same just kind of across the board and Michigan's got it at every position you go from, you know, quarterback upperclassmen, uh, running backs, two upperclassmen, offensive line is just full of upperclassmen, either guys who are already on campus or transferred in. Uh, tight end is the only one that on the offense it doesn't really have. A wide receiver does. Defensive tackle uh, has uh, will have two upperclassmen if it is Chris Jenkins and Rayshon Benny, which I probably think it would be. Uh, same thing at defensive end at edge rusher. Uh, Jalen Harrell, Braden McGregor, upperclassmen, seniors both. Uh, linebackers, I mean, uh, same deal. Junior Colson, Junior Michael Barrett in his twenty fifth year playing at Michigan. Um, Kalel Mullings, upperclassman. You hope that you get Nakai Hill Green back, who again, senior. Uh, then secondary, senior Makari Page, junior Rod Moore, uh, and uh, the senior. R.J. Moten, now, cornerback is the only one that isn't that. Junior Jaden McBurrows, if he's the one that ends up going. And uh, and then a sophomore in Will Johnson. So, I mean, that's about as, like, laden with experience and talent as you can have. Not to mention some of the transfers I didn't mention. Edge rusher Josiah Scott. Uh, tight end AJ Barner, guys who can make a difference. So uh, that is that. But what I really am interested in here is the Heisman Trophy winner. So Caleb Williams is leading the charge there at plus 400. The first few don't surprise me behind him Drake May, Michael Penix, Bo Nix, jo- uh, Jordan Travis, Sam Hartman. That's what, then that's when things get a little bit shaky for me. Drew Aller at plus 2,000. These, these next ones are all... So, we're from plus 2,000 to plus 2,500. Drew Aller, 
who we've seen a little bit of at Penn State. It didn't didn't look bad. It didn't look great, you know. <laughs> uh, but it, it's like, okay, why is he that high? Um, Jaden Daniels, LSU, Joe Milton at uh, Tennessee, former Michigan guy. That that one I think is fine, considering what how way he finished out the year. Kyle McCord, from Ohio State, Cade Klubnick, and Quinn Ewers are all ahead of Blake Corum and J.J. McCarthy, who are both at plus 3,000. To me, that seems a little weird. Especially when you you have to go even further down the list to get, like, Marvin Harrison Jr., Will Shipley, Cameron Rising, uh, Braylon Allen, Devin Leary. You know, you have to start going down the list for some of these guys. Donovan Edwards comes in at plus 10,000. I, I mean, Vegas knows what they're doing, of course. Um, but it is just bizarre that, like, semi-proven quarterback who got a full year of starting and J.J. McCarthy behind guys who haven't had that experience in Kyle McCord and Drew Aller. Blake Corum, who by all accounts would have probably won the Heisman Trophy had he not been injured, being behind all those guys. Now, granted, I believe he's the first running back on there. So I, I think that that might be fair. Everyone else is a quarterback. So, okay, fine. Uh, I, I guess that's okay. It's the first running back. running. It's, it is a quarterback award pretty much. Just bizarre. That's all I got. Um, Vegas knows what they're doing. That's for sure. All right, we're going to continue on here momentarily. Let's, let's take a quick back look on the month that was because it was a busy, busy month. The month of January is mercifully ending. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's completely, uh, you know, and there's parts of it where it's kind of like, well, I think some Michigan fans probably want a lot of it, some of it back because there was some really good stuff that happened. I'm not going to go through the timeline in the order of it happening. I'm just going to go part, uh, use my awful memory. You know, I'm not going to claim that anymore, but my occasionally failing memory <laughs> but my, you know my memory that is going to round into form and round into shape yeah let's 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 do that um but uh it, it all pretty much started obviously on january 1st while people were reeling from a loss that probably shouldn't have been now if you really want to get technical about it it all it all started this month this year started with ohio state missing a kick to keep them out of the national championship game. So I think that that's probably, let's at least start it on a high note. But then that's when things started getting kind of weird, right? There was a, a couple days go by, and you got Jim Harbaugh out there saying, hey, guess what? I'm coming back with the caveat that he used in in December, on December 4th, and no man knows what the future holds. And then uh, kind of find out why when later that night, the timing of it all, when you find out that there are uh, NCAA violations being alleged, which it went from rumor to fact in a matter of an hour or so. 
Uh, then you had the the NFL comes calling. We're calling. We want it. You hear kind of around that same time, he, he talked to the Panthers. He, he interviewed with the Denver Broncos via Zoom. So now no one knows what to believe. But in the meantime, you had a rash of guys deciding to come back. You had Blake Corum kind of kicking that whole thing off. And that was like getting a five-star, I mean, really, truly getting a five-star commitment. Right, that that takes the sting out of the the class to some degree. When you get a guy who probably shouldn't come back, deciding he's going to, that produces at the level he did. I mean, he is a five star caliber player. Michigan's got him for another year. So you got him coming back. You've got uh, all these other players: Trevor Keegan, Cornelius Johnson, Zach Zinter, all of the guys that were on the uh, the one more year fund. Not to mention Mike Barrett uh, among them. So they, they have all kinds of guys who decide that they're, they're coming back. Now they lose some guys, mostly to the draft, and that was expected. Mike Morris, gone. Ryan Hayes, but, I mean, he didn't make an announcement or anything, but he's down in Mobile for the, uh, for the Senior Bowl. Um, I didn't include the Mike Sainer still news. That happened in December. But uh, you, you lose a few guys. Mozzie Smith. Guys who could have come back and didn't. And you have the one that couldn't come back, and that's Olu. Uh, but uh, so it's a little bit of a mixed bag. You lose a few via transfer. Julius Welskoff. Uh, the more, most surprising one being Aabioki, who had become a fan favorite the moment that he came to Michigan, which I miss him already. <laughs> so, uh, So you have all that. Then you get the good news. It sounds like the NCAA stuff isn't going to be much of an issue. And then a couple weeks later, it turns out that uh, negotiations have broken down and Jim Harbaugh won't admit fault for the thing that the NCAA uh, wants him to admit fault for, which we find out it was just that uh, he took a couple committed recruits out during a, who showed up on campus during a dead period, took them out to, uh, to lunch and paid for it. You know, the biggest deal that could possibly happen in the world. Uh, then while it seems like that's all we can put all that behind us, Jim Harbaugh tells Santa Ono coming back and everyone rejoiced. And that happened until the very next day when we find out that, uh, Mike, Mike, Matt Weiss is under investigation for alleged computer access crimes. And he is fired a week later, not even a couple days. Since Michigan goes on a very protracted search and brings in uh, offensive analyst Kirk Campbell, who was already around, who we discussed the other day, yesterday. And I think that's the bulk of it. It's a wild month. Meanwhile, there, there's recruits that you think that Michigan's getting that don't. Basketball flails wildly, looks good against Purdue, and then awful against Penn State. What kind of world? It has been a heck of a month. So, for those who dislike drama when it comes to your favorite sports programs, congratulations. We're hopefully moving away from the drama. If you love drama, then this might, <laughs> February might not be fun. Knock on wood for all of that, for whatever you hope for.
Anyway, that's going to do it. Uh, it's funny. That was going to be the whole show, that last segment. I was going to write it all down, but I figured it was more fun to do it this way. All right, we'll be back on Wednesday, and uh, we're going to discuss some uh, – either we're, we're going over whoever Michigan gets, talk about the class again, where, where it stands, my thoughts on it. Um, maybe it's going to end up being a little bit of a rehash. Hopefully it isn't. And uh, we will go from there. Thursday, mailbag, Friday, uh, who knows. And then, again, I'll probably crowdsource the, the uh, topics for some of the midweek shows for next week. Just throwing that out there. If you have an idea, DM me of something that you want me to go in depth on. Because uh, uh, we're going to be doing a bunch of episodes on either Sunday or Monday <laughs> to, to fill out the week. Uh, since I will be at Walt Disney World in sunny Orlando, Florida, and out of this 17-degree weather. All right, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. Peace.